Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. I'm back today with another episode with Dr. Stacy Sims. Stacy Sims is a senior research scientist at the University of Okado. She is an applied researcher, innovator, and entrepreneur in human performance, specifically sex differences in training, nutrition, and health. Dr. Sims has published over 70 peer-reviewed papers, several books, and is a regularly featured speaker at professional and academic conferences. If you missed our first two episodes on exercise during the menstrual cycle and nutrition guidelines for women, then go back now and check them out. They're episodes 260 and 263. These two episodes are some of the most downloaded episodes in the past few months as Dr. Sims delivers rarely discussed information on these two topics. Now, there's a lot of talk about supplements, but are any of them really necessary or actually beneficial for women's health? Today, Dr. Sims answers those questions and highlights three amazing nutritional supplements that every woman should consider taking. The next AIM-7 beta cohort is beginning soon, and so far, we've welcomed in about 100 people, and the feedback has been phenomenal. AIM-7 turns your wearable data into actionable recommendations to improve your physical and mental fitness. No more wasting time trying to figure out what your Apple Watch or Aura Ring data means. With AIM-7, you'll know exactly what you need to do each day for your mind, body, and recovery so you can look, feel, and perform your best. We're only letting in a limited number of people in each cohort, so if you want to reserve your spot, sign up at AIM7.com right now. You can go click the link in the show notes. And you'll get access to our beta app, four Zoom calls with me and my team to discuss habit building, adaptive capacity, exercise, and so much more. Sign up now, but make sure to note that you are a Blueprint podcast listener in the sign-up process, and we will prioritize your registration. All right, now for my conversation with Stacy. So let's lean in and learn from the best. Stacy, are there supplements that you recommend all women should take a look at? Yes. The very first one is creatine, creatine monohydrate. And I don't mean it from a bodybuilding standpoint because mm-hmm. you have all the side effects that people are afraid of, of you know, putting weight on, bloating, and that kind of stuff. I mean, a low dose of three to five grams a day. It is coming out as being an essential nutrient for women on the WHO list of, of things that they want people to do. And the primary reason for that is women have 70 to 80% of the stores that men have, but it's Mm. so critical for things like gut health, for brain health, for all the fast energetics of the body. So of course, if you start taking it, you're going to have a performance boost, even at that low dose. But if we're looking at that low dose of three to five grams, there's some incredible RCTs that are looking at mood and depression symptoms specifically. And seeing that women who are using SSRIs, so those are your serotonin reuptake inhibitors, a typical anti-anxiety, antidepressive drug, and they either boost it with creatine or they just use a higher dose of creatine, that five gram dose. The women who are supplementing with creatine come out of depressive symptoms a lot faster and stay out of it. And they're not exactly sure why, other than the fact that now the brain has more fuel available for all the fast energetics, as well as downgrading inflammation. We also see- That's wild. I know. 
And we're seeing some work with regards to long COVID and concussion work, of course. So we have the inflammatory responses from COVID as well as inflammatory responses from TBI. That creatine is really helping benefit by dropping that inflammatory aspects within the brain. Mm -hmm. So if we're looking at that creatine monohydrate, it's important as we get older, not only because we want to help with brain function, but also from a, a power and strength performance aspect of being able to leverage more training stress when we're actually in the gym lifting. Wow. I love the creatine piece and the three to five gram dosage. You know, now we know you don't have to load just takes a little bit longer to get saturation point. But if you're a female, typically body mass is going to be smaller. So most of these scoops are five grams, just five grams. It doesn't really matter. There's no, I mean, the toxicity level would be off the charts, right? That you would have to take. Yeah. Yeah. And creatine is one of the most studied supplements. So Abby Smith-Ryan out of UNC Chapel Hill, she's done some really fantastic work looking at creatine across the women's life. I think they put out a paper last year on it, if I'm not mistaken. And there's some more research coming out about using creatine when you're pregnant to help support the pregnancy and kind of minimize a lot of the cramping and the bloating that women get when they're like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm so close to having the baby, but I'm not quite there yet. So there's a whole cadre of uses for it. I keep going on and on, use a whole time up on creatine monohydrate, but there are some other ones that women should consider too. Let's go. So depending on the phase of life and what kind of the symptomology is, I'm also a proponent for using adaptogens. Okay. So I have been, oh, I should say I was introduced to adaptogens a very long time ago (laughs) when I was working with this woman who was the head of the complementary alternative medicine unit at Columbia. And she Mm -hmm. was at Stanford doing some work. And it was the same time when I was doing a lot of traveling with the professional cycling teams and having lots of issues with jet lag. And she's like, you should use ashwagandha and you should use shishandra. I'm like, what are those? Mm. And these are adaptogens. So they are plant compounds that actually work with your body's stress and understand that you have too much cortisol. So it, it desensitizes some of your cortisol receptors. It works on neurotransmitters. So ashwagandha is really good for improving sleep as well because it works Mm -hmm. on increasing the sensitivity of the GABA. And so instead of having to take GABA, you actually just use ashwagandha. So it helps with sleep architecture. So when we're looking at women who are having issues sleeping or they're highly stressed, I tend to have them gravitate more towards adaptogens specific for what their symptoms are. There, Is there any dosage recommendations? Yeah. So if we look at ashwagandha, it's 400 milligrams a day. Then you want to mm-hmm. take it kind of mid-afternoon to help benefit um, sleep. Mm-hmm. If we're looking at shishandra that creates focus, I had one friend who said it was like taking Adderall without all the side effects, but it just increases that intensity of focus. So that's about a half a teaspoon. And you want to take that in the morning. There Where do you are, source it from? So that's the thing. It's like, where do we get really good, clean, I guess, sources of these adaptogens? It's hard to say, depending on what country you're in. Like down here, Super Feast, which is an Australian brand, is 
is really clean. It's certified. It's um, also has all of the organic certifications and the NSF certifications. Mm. If we're in the States, I tend to push people more towards Gaia or to go on the NSF or the WADA website to see what ones are. are How do you spell Gaia? G-A-I-A. Okay. Because those tend to be some good sources. And then I know there are some companies that are using adaptions, but calling them nootrophics. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just plants plants that work yeah. for you yeah so you can do a lot when you're cycling on and off them so it's not like you build up a tolerance to them but sometimes you just want to bring down the body and then okay well let's let's just clear things out and go again you don't have to but some women find that more effective and then we have things like the medicinal mushrooms like reishi chaga has really good research behind it lion's mane has really good research behind it especially for dementia and other neurological disorders or preventing them so again it's it's really individual but taking stock into the adaptogenic plants has a lot of of use within the recreational athletic environment, Mm -hmm. because if we're looking at the pros, they have support around them. We look at recreational athletes and our lives are so super busy and we're also trying to exercise on purpose. I like that. So your two things are creatine and adaptogens. Is there anything else? I'm trying to think of what's on my shelf. Vitamin D, Um, vitamin D, uh, especially for women who are having issues with iron. So a typical kind of case for a lot of women is they test on the low end of normal for iron and they're not going to get recommendation for an infusion or supplementation, but often that's just too low for them because the norms are again, based in a sedentary population. And if we're looking at sitting at the low end of normal and you're exercising on a regular basis, it's just not enough. And we can look at phase-based supplementation. So we know that hepcidin or hepcidin, depending on where you come from, is an enzyme that's produced by the liver that will inhibit the body's ability to absorb iron. Mm -hmm. It is elevated for three hours after exercise. So you don't want to take iron in around exercise, but it's lowest in the low hormone phase. Because like I said, for looking at the immune system, it's not pro-inflammatory. There's a reduction in inflammation. And because you've had the bleed phase, there's a signal that your body needs more iron. Mm -hmm. So we tend to supplement every other day, starting with day one of the bleed with iron and 2000 international units of vitamin D. And if we take those together and we do it every other day, those women who are on the low end of normal boost up to the mid range. And then we stop the supplementation in around ovulation because after ovulation, you have more of a pro-inflammatory response, higher systemic inflammation and greater hepcidin responses. So it's just a small window to really boost up women from that low end of normal into the mid range. And then they start feeling better. This is phenomenal information. I keep going back to this. I wish that there was I could have learned about this a long time ago. I think there's just a lot of folks I could have helped out, but I hope if you're listening to this, that you're taking detailed notes because just these little nuances could probably, I could imagine make a significant impact on your energy. Cause if you're anemic, I can, you know, you feel terrible. And during this period of time, when you are bleeding, you're essentially, you know, you're losing blood volume. So you said every other day, correct? 
Yeah. Because if you take it, if you take it every day, then there's too much iron in the system and you'll bring up the baseline of hepcidin. So if you're taking it every other day, it gives your body that time to actually absorb it and implement it. And you don't have a boost of hepcidin. Love it. So creatine, adaptogens, and vitamin D are three things that people should definitely be considering. I love this. Are there any courses that you offer that we talk about specifically supplementation? We have quite a few. So we have one on creatine, we have one on collagen, we have one on iron, and we have one on protein supplementation. And my goal with all of these is to allow women to become empowered to rock up to a shop and know exactly what they need and why they need it. So it doesn't push products. It just explains the science behind it, explains implementation, how to use it. And then we have some case studies. Perfect. We'll put a link in the show notes so they can access that. Thank you. Thanks. So much. This has been a pleasure for me. I've been taking tons of notes. I'm very thankful that you came on the show. And if you're listening to this, go follow her. We'll put links in the show notes for how you can do that. Sign up for her newsletter. It's phenomenal. Uh, go you. read the blog. She's got a ton of awesome information. Thank you so much, Stacy. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you found today's episode valuable, would you consider subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're joining us from? Also, please consider leaving us a rating or review as this helps other listeners find the show. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.